changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with a couple of stories about an easy way that you can dramatically change your life by using the power of gratitude. This has been a big topic for us ever since we published Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Power of Gratitude, which I co-authored with Deborah Norville. We made the book because gratitude is a topic that our contributors have always written about and because it's one of the essentials that you need for a happy life. If you're not actively noting the blessings in your life, not actively looking for silver linings, and not allowing yourself to be pleased by the people and things in your life, you are not going to be a happy person. Now, the great thing about gratitude is that it's one of those character traits that you can actually add on to your personality. And one of the ways that you can do that is by giving back, because it's in the giving that you realize how much you have. So I'm going to share a couple of stories that will give you some ideas for how you can bring more gratitude into your own life. The first story is by Eileen Melia Hessian, who tells us that she was running a race for the first time in a long time after recovering from an injury. She was so happy at the end of the race because just being out there again with nothing hurting was wonderful. She was feeling so good when she got in the line for the runners to pick up a bottle of water and a banana, and she noticed an elderly, obviously homeless woman in the line too. The woman was loading up on water and bananas and ignoring the volunteer who told her that the food was only for the runners. She just kept grabbing as much as she could carry. Another volunteer said to the lady, it wouldn't be fair to the slower runners if she took everything before they made it back to get their water and bananas. Eileen kind of mumbled in agreement and didn't think too much about it. But a minute later, Eileen saw a young woman ahead of her take her one banana and her one bottle of water and give it to the homeless woman, who looked up at her with sad eyes and nodded a thank you. And Eileen said, why didn't I think of that? Then Eileen shared another anecdote. She says she was rushing into the supermarket to buy some refreshments for a meeting that was about to start. She was happy to see that the line wasn't too long, but then everything ground to a halt when the man in front of her very slowly struggled to pay the $4.72 that he owed. He was counting out the singles and the coins one at a time. He only had $4.32, as it turned out, and he started searching his pockets for another 40 cents. Eileen found herself sighing and looking at the clock and acting very impatient. And then the woman in line behind Eileen reached forward and handed the cashier the missing 40 cents. The man looked embarrassed, but he thanked her quietly, and she smiled at him, and she said, don't worry about it, have a nice day. And Eileen says she thought again, now why didn't I think of that? And then Eileen shares another anecdote. She was going to Orlando, Florida on business, and if you've ever been on a flight to Orlando, you know the plane will be filled with kids. There was a particularly noisy baby right in Eileen's row. He wouldn't stop crying in that high-pitched, loud way that sometimes happens with babies, so the poor mother in Eileen's row was trying to quiet her baby and also take care of her toddler, and lots of passengers could be heard grumbling about the baby. Then an older woman approached the young mother and said, you've got your hands full. Why don't you play with your daughter for a bit and I'll walk the baby up and down the aisle. 
Maybe the movement will calm him enough to fall asleep. And don't worry, I'll be within sight the whole time. It worked. The baby fell asleep and everyone was relieved. And Eileen says again, now why didn't I think of that? And then she tells us why. She says she was thinking two things. How annoying the baby was and how grateful she was that he wasn't hers. After those three things, the homeless woman at the race, the man without enough money at the store, and the crying baby on the plane, Eileen saw a pattern. And she says she doesn't want to have to keep asking herself that question. Now, why didn't I think of that? So going forward, she's going to be the one who steps up and helps someone in need. It only takes little things, a few coins, a bottle of water, a few minutes helping a struggling mother. And as we all know, it's always the person doing the kind thing who benefits the most. You're basically walking on a cloud all day after you do some little act of kindness for a stranger. We'll have more about this after the break. So Eileen figured out how to make herself happier by making other people happier. And here's another great idea from Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Power of Gratitude. This is from Allison Herman Craigie. Allison says she had a wonderful life. She was divorced and raising her two children by herself. And then she remarried and she had the dream. Her life was filled with vacations, private schools, household help, a beautiful home, a loving husband. And then everything went wrong at once. First, Allison's father died. And at the same time she was mourning him, she was caring for her mother who was undergoing chemo in a last-ditch effort to fight off the cancer that was killing her. Then Allison's husband left her and filed for divorce. And then in the next few months, Allison suffered two more losses, her favorite aunt and her favorite uncle. And then her mother succumbed to that cancer. Allison says what happened then is a blur. Somehow, she also lost her job, moved, settled her parents' estates, and finalized her divorce, all while caring for her two children with special needs. Sometimes Allison wanted to give up and die herself, but she pulled through for her kids. One of the things that helped her was her mother's voicemails, which she had saved. Somehow, her very wise mother had known Allison would need these because she had left her a series of positive, inspirational voicemails so that Allison could hear her mom's voice saying things like, you were always a plugger and you're made of steel. And when Allison heard her mom's voice say, when you're done licking your wounds, you've got to pick yourself up by the bootstraps, she did just that. She went to a therapist, got medication for her depression, and landed a new job. Things started looking better again. One day, Allison and her kids were discussing how things were starting to go well, and they started listing all the people who had helped them during those dark times. They wondered, did those people know how much their support had meant to this little family? Did they know that little things like watching the dog or meeting them for dinner or giving Allison temporary work or giving her a shoulder to cry on, did they know that those were the things that had saved the family? That's when they decided to have a gratitude party and invite everyone who had been important to them in the past year. So I met Allison a few years ago in Florida, and she told me about these parties. I loved the idea, and I asked her to write the story for us. When she wrote the story, she and her kids were throwing their third annual gratitude party. 
Every year, they invited the people who had a positive impact on their lives in the previous year. Sometimes these people didn't even realize what they had done, that some little act of kindness had made such a difference. Allison and her kids come up with different ways to express their thanks at the party, too. One year, they read poems that they wrote about each person expressing why they were grateful. Another year, they made badges for their guests that gave clues as to how they had helped the family. So the guests had so much fun reading each other's badges and guessing how each person had helped Allison and her kids. Allison says that this annual gratitude party keeps them thinking all year, noticing all the nice things people do for them. They keep a mental list of what they're grateful for. The party keeps them hyper aware of all the kind things that people are doing for them. When I worked on our gratitude book with Deborah Norville, she shared with me that she had read a lot of the research about thankfulness and how it's been scientifically proven to make people healthier, happier, and more successful. And people have better relationships too, because everyone responds better to someone who is counting their blessings instead of focusing on whatever is wrong. So Allison and her kids were focusing on their blessings all year as they created that mental guest list for their gratitude party. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Please make sure you subscribe on Apple or Google or wherever you like to get your podcasts so that each new episode will automatically show up in your phone. If you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, the power of gratitude and where you can buy it, you can find it on our website, chickensoup.com, by clicking the podcast button and looking at our featured books. Come back for our next episode to hear from Melissa Wooten, one of our regular writers who has used the power of gratitude very effectively in her own life to help her through the worst kind of tragedy, losing a child. <laughs>